What's going on, church? How y'all doing? I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I am. Um, I'm sobered by last night. Had a Holy Ghost hangover this morning. Hey, y'all, we had church last night, didn't we? Amen. And um, I love, I love what God uses us to do. And grateful for BJ and his team. And uh, thank you if you are in the room or can hear me, BJ, for just lasting and the amazing songs that you have sung and glorious over us for years, and I've been in ministry now uh, for 25 years, full-time, and it's just been amazing to see some people finish, make it, stay in the game. Come on, somebody, and I'm grateful, I'm grateful, and I'm humbled that I get to do this. Um, I know from your vantage point, sometimes you can look at preachers around the country and see what's going on in social media and on the news and and you can be disappointed and let down and uh, I had an amazing lunch today with Ryan Horton and just been, he's 36 and I, I turned 50 now in eight days, I'm excited about that and, and then and um, I'll be giving him my cash app out later um, <laughs> But just, there's just an authenticity to this. There's a, there's a presence in the room tonight that I don't know what's going to happen. I, I got a word prepared, but I'm, I'm, I'm open for God to do whatever he wants to do like he did last night. Amen. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like God in this next move is not blessing necessarily giftings, but he's going to bless authenticity and humility and and hunger and desperation and and I got a I got a just a a, a righteous indignation on me that that there's people that are just turned off to the call of God because of what they've seen. And uh, I believe that there are world changers, that everyone in this room is a world changer, but there are some people in this room, some young people that's going to do what I'm doing one day. There, I, I remember sitting in a room like this growing up and, and watching God touch people and watching the glory of God. I'm talking about before TikTok and before Twitter. Come on, I'm talking about when, when you just had a beeper. Come on, where y'all at? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Took you every day to send it, all day to send a text. Like, uh, I, I, I'm talking about the people that know what a bag phone is. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Where y'all at? I'm talking about the people that typed on a typewriter. Where y'all at? I'm talking about the people that know about the blood of Jesus. I'm talking about the hymnal people. Where y'all at? <laughs> and um, I'm talking about before faith got fancy. 
It was in a moment like this when God called me to full-time ministry when I was living like hell. It was, I feel the chills right now and I, and it ain't cold in here. It's cold outside. But it's in a moment like this when the anointing like makes itself known and it teams up with the presence of God and the glory of God gets revealed and and, and words start just dropping down from heaven and you're just like, God, what was that? And, and you feel, start feeling hope where you had no hope. And, you, and all of a sudden, all hell is breaking loose at home, but you got a smile on your face. And, and I, 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 I'm talking about somebody that may have got a diagnosis last week, right? And are standing in the room and all you say, I saw the Lord and he heard and he, and, and you haven't heard yet, but, but you know it's going to happen. I, I'm talking about trusting God. I, I, I believe that there's enough faith in the room tonight, come on, somebody, to bring heaven to earth. And, and I'm just grateful that I get to be a part of it. And so I don't want to preach tonight. I want to facilitate the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody coming to the kingdom of earth. And like BJ said, it's in a moment like this where all of us can receive a level of healing, whether it's a small healing or a big healing. I believe that nobody gets to leave tonight untouched. Come on, somebody, that everybody gets to leave tonight with something that they came for in a moment like this and, and I'm grateful I'm grateful that I get to do this that we get to do this together I'm grateful for Pastor Jacob and Michelle can we just give it up for them tonight and I'm grateful for Don and Gabe and the, just the entire team and I'm grateful for Gumbo tonight I, you saw me getting it in, in the green room. I, I, I saved you some in case you want some. It's, I'm grateful for Tabasco. Come on, old oh, shot. And um, it's in a moment like this where preachers normally are, just, you know, doing their greetings. And I, I'm just, I want God to move tonight. So I'm just trying to feel what it, what the flow was at. Come on, somebody. I'm just, and uh, and uh, uh, I'm grateful for musicians. Come on, for minstrels. I'm grateful. For men and women of God that God is raising up. And uh, I, I believe that somebody, there's a young person under the age of 18 that's going to get called to full-time ministry tonight. And, and you're going and, and to watch just not what I'm saying. You're not going to just hear what I'm saying, but you're going to watch what I'm doing. And you're going to realize, I can do that. And, and, and I, I felt it. It's, and this road right here, y'all been bothering me. One, two, three, four. The fourth row of the young people, yes you, yes you get. Like all day y'all have been on me. Like I was, I was looking at y'all last night and I'm looking at y'all tonight and I don't know what God wants to do on your row, but God's gonna do something on your row. But I want you to watch out. I want you to be careful what you pray for because he'll set you apart in a moment like this. And what he does is he will make everything that's not for your purpose and your destiny not work. And you'll get mad that you can't do with the other things that your friends are doing. You can't go where everybody else is going. You can't say what everybody else is saying. You won't be able to date who everybody else can date because God is setting you apart tonight. And so I'm excited. Y'all can have y'all seats. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt. I brought my glasses tonight so I, so I could actually read my notes. And um, I don't know what's going to happen. So y'all can stay close if that's okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Last night I tried to preach and BJ, the Holy Spirit just showed up and I was like, okay. 
and the altars were full, and I was looking back at the video and seeing the desperation in your face and prayed for you today and sought God for you today. And um, there's a song out right now on Travis Green's uh, church's Forward City albums called I'm Just Saying What He Said to Me. And uh, I was just listening to that over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I, I'm a product of God's word. Not, not talent. I don't have much of that. Not, not good look. Well, I got good looks, but... Um, but, but I want to, I wanna, can I bring you into my personal devotional time tonight? Like, can I just, like, preach? I don't even know if I'm preaching, but can I share with you what God is sharing with me? And I told you on the plane, I just wrote some notes, and I promise, my, Chris is with me, who does all of our social media for Irene and I, and, and I was just, like, jotting some notes down. He's like, what are you going to say tonight? I was like, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to see. I said, can you go get uh, some, some props for me? I, I feel some props. So we're going we're gonna to see what God wants to do tonight. Amen? I, I want to read three passages of Scripture to you and then preach uh, a message, I think, over two chapters um, in, in 1 Samuel and, and, and kind of frame up to you uh, um, what I believe that God wants to do in your life, in our life, in the body of Christ's life. I, 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 like, I, I believe that there is an awakening coming. I believe that there is revival in the church. I, and, and I believe it's already here. We just need to tap into it, right? Like last night, you guys pressed to tap into what was already here, what had been prophesied and prayed and interceded for. And, and so I'm going to read this, um, and, I'm, and it's going to sound very fragmented, but I told you I'm not a professional preacher tonight. I, I'm just going to read, I'm going to bring you into how God talks to me. Is that all right? And so he says some hard things to me. Like, I need it. Like, yeah, I, I need it. I'm stubborn. So, so I, I need God to say things like three times. Come on, somebody. And so 1 Samuel chapter 3, um, and, and I'm going to kind of give you context in and out and, and some historical uh, theological stuff, but then kind of prophetically declare some words over you tonight, um, because that's what he's declaring over me. And it says this in, in 2 Samuel 3, 1, and then we'll go to, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 3, 1, 1 Samuel 4, 10, not 10 through 11, and then 1 Samuel 4, 21 through 22. Uh, it says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. And young people uh, under the age of 18, I want you to listen to me because oftentimes we read scripture and we don't realize that some of our parents have missed the moment and we are going to be the ones that facilitate revival in their marriage. And God's going to use us to lay hands on our grandparents and wake up dreams. Come on, somebody. And a lot of times we, we, we don't, we, we have, we have been hooked up or, or fed by the spiritual uh, uh, food that our parents have eaten and you have no idea that, 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 that you were meant to feed them. And so when we look at this character in Scripture called Samuel, we can look at him you know, as the one who did what he did but not know where it all started at. And so it says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messengers, messengers from God was very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. 
Now, I want you to see that those two things go together. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord. And I want you to read it this way. Because messages from the Lord were rare. In other words, God is waking up a messenger to say something that has not been said, to do something that has not been done, to declare something that has not been declared. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But obviously something was missing. So a whole nation was missing something. And God woke something up in one kid. Y'all got me now. All right, now let's read 1 Samuel 4, 10 through 11. So the Philistines fought desperately. And Israel was defeated again. The slaughter was so great, 30,000 Israelite soldiers died that day. The survivors turned and fled to their tents. Key verse 11. The Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, was captured. And Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, were killed. In other words, there is a shift that is going on in the nation of Israel. Hophni and Phinehas are the sons of Eli. And Eli is their father who was a priest and a prophet. He was a priest and a judge. And Eli is now deemed not suitable to lead Israel because of what he ignored in the next generation. So God, go back to the first one, is raising up somebody in his house that is not biologically his, but spiritually his. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But because of this shift, it says that the Ark of the Covenant was captured. Now, not only is the Word of God missing and rare, and visions missing and rare in 1 Samuel 3, but now the presence of God is missing and rare. It was captured. Now, I, I want to take it a step further. In 1 Samuel 4, 21 through 22, and this is what the Lord put on my heart back in the beginning of December. Watch this now. So she named the child Ichabod. I want to preach to you or, or, or just give you some context of who the she is. You see, the she is the wife of Phineas, of the wicked son of Eli, who died because he corrupted the presence of God. Are y'all with me? They charged people at the temple who came yearly. That, 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 that they prostatized God's presence. They, that, they, they didn't do right in the eyes of the Lord, and they continued to sin. Now, I want you to see something. So his, Phineas's wife, now, because the presence of God has been stolen, she gives birth to a son named Ichabod. The son whose name is Ichabod, the word Ichabod means the glory has departed. So what we have in 1 Samuel 3 is the missing word of God, 
which causes the missing visions from God. And then we have in 2 Samuel 4, we have the presence of God that is now missing. Are y'all with me? Now we have as a result that the word of God was missing, the visions of God was missing, the presence of God has been captured, and now Ichabod has been birthed, which means the glory has departed. No word, no presence, no glory. Can y'all go with me tonight? No word from God, no presence of God, no glory from God. And we are wondering what is going on in the next generation. The, the Ichabod spirit has been prevalent where the glory has been departed because nobody has held on to the presence of God because you can't hold on to the presence of God without a word from God. I feel like preaching tonight. Can I work this? Something was missing. And how God landed me on this word, I never, like, I never honestly, I don't open the Bible to find a sermon. What God does is open my heart to live a word. And then I try to preach to you out of what I'm trying to live. Are y'all with me? So I was like asking God, where did this come from? He was like, look at your life. Have you ever been in a season where you feel like something is missing? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, like, it, it, maybe you dotted all your I's. Maybe you crossed all your T's. Maybe you checked off the list. And you just know that something is missing. It's easy to understand that something is missing when everything is not going right. You can say, God, why is my marriage not going right? God, why did I, why was I out of debt five years ago and I found myself back in debt five years later after you blessed me miraculously, something is missing. Maybe there's a friction in your marriage. Maybe there's a friction in your family and you come to church and you serve and you tithe and you give and you worship and you are in service and, and you read your word, but something is missing. I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but maybe it's not out of a deficit. Maybe you're dominating life. Maybe your money is right. Maybe, come on somebody, your marriage is all good. I might need you to lay hands on me tonight, but there are even seasons that things are going right, but I just don't feel fulfilled, BJ. I just don't feel I'm preaching. People are calling. People are getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Healings are happening, but I just feel like something is missing. Maybe you have laid hands on your children. Maybe you've given them a, a good name. Maybe you've given them a good start, but when you look at them, you just says, I can't pinpoint it or put my finger on it, but something is missing. I've preached sermons where God showed up. The anointing was prevalent. Worship was strong. People got healed, but I got back in the car and was like, something is missing. Maybe you made a New Year's resolution. Come on, somebody. You're going to lose the weight this year. You find yourself in the gym. You're working out. You say no to the gumbo that I said yes to back in the green room. You're doing everything right. You're losing the weight. You're counting the calories, but you thought that a smaller body was going to make you feel fulfilled, but you know on the inside of you something is missing. Come on, 
somebody. Maybe you got the shape up. Maybe you got the makeover. Maybe you got your nails did. Come on, somebody. You upgraded a new outfit, but when you put it on, although you look new, you just know something is missing. Maybe you got the job that you thought that you prayed for. Come on, somebody. You prayed for that job. You know you didn't have the resume to get it, and God gave you the job, and now you got the job. You got the benefits. You're making the money, but something on the inside of you still says something is missing. Is there anybody? Be honest tonight. It's not a lack of faith, but something is off. Come on, y'all. Have you ever put together a piece of Ikea furniture? Jesus. And as you're putting it together, it doesn't turn out like what you saw in the store and what you see on the box. And you got pieces left over. And you're like, am I supposed? They added extra screws. But the reality is, is you missed something. Something is missing. Something is off. Something just doesn't seem right. Is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it discouragement? Is it I didn't get properly healed in a previous season? God is moving, but I can feel him, but the feeling ain't staying. I, I, I have reserved that feeling for inside of church, but as soon as I leave outside of church, I say to myself, something is missing. And preachers, worship leaders, and pastors don't want to admit it. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but I'm not fulfilled in my purpose. Something is missing. Come on, young people. You've got the friends. You've got the TikTokers. You're going viral. <laughs> You're influential. You got the girl that's way too good looking for you. <laughs> but if you're honest at night, you're still insecure. You still think you're not good enough. You still live in coulda, shoulda, woulda. Regret follows you around. Insecurity is still there. Although you've obtained what you have set out to obtain, you've set Goals, but at times you still don't feel God. Something is missing. Mm -hmm. I came to just identify with some people tonight that I'm preaching a message right now. I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm preaching this, but if I'm honest, something. God healed my marriage. My wife is eight years sober. I've gotten delivered from pornography addiction. I'm, 
I, I feel more secure than I ever felt before. I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing. I'm preaching at my pastor's church. Worship was insane. God is doing amazing things, but what is that thing that still keeps me up at night? Anybody want to be real? Say me too. You don't have to put it up high, but something. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Come on, man. Come on, man of God. Come on, man of God. I know you got a lot on you. You, 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 your wife thinks you're not listening. She thinks you're just in the ESPN watching the game, but you're not really watching the game. You, 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 you worried about your debt. You, you, you worried about your marriage. You're worried about your kids, and you can't tell nobody because they might think you. Is missing. Come on, woman of God. You come to church. You got your hair did. Got them nails done. You looking good. Everything is going well. But something still has you comparing yourself with other people. Something's missing. Something makes you want to smoke it again. Drink it again. Call it again. Something missing. Why am I tempted when I was just in the presence of God? Something is missing. Why did I go to the gym 25 Days this month, I can do a hundred push-ups right now. God has changed me from 420 pounds. I've lost 150 pounds. But why, why do those claps still bother me? Why do I still see myself as big? Why am I not something? It's missing. You know what's not missing? The flavor in that gumbo I had back in the green room. <laughs> I'm actually a gumbo connoisseur. We were talking gumbo back in the green room, weren't we? And I was talking to them like they bought me. I said, can, can I get some gumbo tonight? And, and I, I didn't ask for this, but they, I had sausage gumbo and chicken. Oh, I had seafood gumbo. I, it, from two different restaurants, and then as we sat down and started talking about the gumbo, I could point out what was missing in the one gumbo. I don't even know where they got it from, but I told them in the green room, did I not? That is bougie gumbo. That gum, that's not real rule. Come on, somebody. All they did was took some seafood and threw it in regular. There was no seafood stock. Come on, somebody. That was not, that, uh-uh-uh. That was a cheat rule. That was a powdered rule. That rule wasn't that rule. That, that somebody took time with that rule. Somebody stirred that rule. That butter was right. Somebody waited till it looked like peanut butter. Come on, somebody. Somebody waited till it was stirred correctly. Somebody didn't trip and, and, and miss a skip on the, the trendy. Come on, somebody. The celery, bell pepper, and onion. No, somebody you slapped 
your mama and that gumbo. Somebody didn't use no seasoning and that gumbo. Somebody's auntie made that gumbo that got more skin on the bottom of her than the chicken that was in the gumbo. I could tell you what was missing and what gumbo. Why? Because I have tasted the real thing and I have come to discover that when you taste the real thing, nothing short of the real thing will do it for you anymore. I pray tonight that the Holy Ghost pour out his spirit on you to such a degree that when you leave, you apply the Holy Spirit to your marriage and say ain't nothing missing here because we are washed by the blood of the lamb we are protected by the presence of God and I'm not gonna allow the enemy to allow me to substitute something that doesn't satisfy me mm, I'm going somewhere BJ I love to cook I love to play golf I know you don't believe me. Can't tell you why. But I'm a six handicap, and I ain't playing. And we would go on a golf trip every year. Me and my buddies, they knew I cooked, and they knew I got a file on my phone with the gumbo that I make and the etouffee that I make and, 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 and the red beans and rice that I make. Come on. And the dirty rice that I make. Did you not know that black people and Cajun people are alike? Come on, somebody. We both like fried food. We both like pork chops and gravy. Come on, somebody. If it ain't got no season, don't you dare take that bare-necked chicken and put that chicken on the grill. If that chicken ain't red, come on, somebody. With some smoked paprika on that chicken. If it ain't got some adobo, some seasoning salt on it, I don't want it. Some onion salt, garlic powder, white pepper, black pepper, adobo, sazon. I do not want it. So like, what is he talking about? I made it. So they were so excited. I'm going to make gumbo. We're going on a trip. We're in Myrtle Beach playing golf. I'm whooping everybody. They can't wait to get back now and eat gumbo. I done talk trash all day. Now I'm going to talk trash about this gumbo. I talk trash about I'm crazy. I talk trash about anything. Your gumbo can't touch my gumbo. I don't care that you live here. Yep, I get my sausage imported. Come on, somebody. I'm not playing. I got roux. I got browning sauce. I got whatever you got, I got. I got Piccadilly. I got whatever. I ain't scared. So I'm making the gumbo. One of my buddies says, I'll go to the store and get it. So he got to the store, and, and he's buying all the ingredients. I sent him with a list, and... I had all the list. I had checked it twice. Come on, somebody. He goes to the store to get the gumbo. He comes back. Y'all, I make the gumbo. And I'm telling you, it took about four hours. You, you, first of all, if you're rue, if you can see the bottom of the pot, it's not gumbo with soup. <laughs> y'all hungry, huh? I'm going to Charlie G's after this and eating that duck gumbo. I tell you that. I know that much. I ain't coming here without eating. It's in my rider. We sit down and eat the gumbo. In Jesus' name, say grace, amen. And I taste the gumbo. And it's nasty. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I don't make bad gumbo. Something is missing. 
I put all the ingredients in the gumbo that I put on the grocery list. Everybody says, yeah, this is a little bit off. And then one guy said, he's eating it. I'm talking about tearing it up, got cornbread. He, he got stuff all over him. You can tell his wife don't cook. <laughs> he, I'm talking about he eating this gumbo, tearing it up. But I know something ain't right. He don't know nothing ain't right. And I look over on the counter. And I figured out what was missing. This joker didn't buy salt. He bought salt substitute. And unless you have tasted the real thing, there was one guy who didn't even know what he was eating was substitute. I came to tell you that the presence of God is not in a song. And if you think it's in a song, you'll leave it in the church. And you're going to wonder what's missing. But when you have tasted the real thing, it's easy to identify something that is not the real thing. And the reason, young person, that you're going from relationship to relationship to relationship, because you have never identified what true security is. True security is your identity in Christ. And can't no man or woman give you true security. And once you taste the real thing, once you are wrecked by the presence of God, once you are at the altar and can't even stand up under the the power and the anointing of God can't nothing else identify you because you can taste the because you've tasted the real thing and it will be easily identified I can't date you you're a substitute you can't slide up in my DMs you're a substitute come on man of God I know you and your wife you were close at the altar and you haven't been as close as you used to be and now that lady at the water fountain at work I, she ain't cute but she shows affection well your wife doesn't show affection because the enemy is trying to get you to trade in eternal for fantasy and I came to tell you that is no satisfaction in substitution there is no satisfaction in substitution there is no satisfaction in second best where are all my people that's been divorced and are single right now Come on, this might be your opportunity. You might want to stand up and twirl. We might be doing churchmatch.com. I came to prophesy to you, to let you know that just because it's your second time doesn't mean you deserve second best. God has an ordained future for you. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Don't you dare settle for a counterfeit when I have the authentic thing for you. Something is missing, and the only thing that can place what's missing is in these scriptures mm. what you sacrifice from having 
your substitute to have. Second best is never God's best. I want y'all to hear me. The enemy works in substitute. Let me tell you how this works. There's some people in here who are successful. You're winning in money. You're winning in business. You're winning in stocks and 401ks, but you're still unfulfilled. Because the enemy realizes that he doesn't have to make you sin to take you out. Sometimes he just has to make you busy. And when he makes you busy, you'll substitute loving your family for the love of money. Something is missing. I'm talking to every single person. Here's the deal. I could do an altar call right now, and those who don't come forth to the altar to say something's missing, you're lying. I told y'all I'm 50. I'll say whatever I want to say now. I've been in the services where I sat, and I knew God was speaking to me, but I didn't want nobody to know. Something's missing, man. And when we look at these three passages, the Lord told me, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you what's missing from your life. Can I share what he told me? Because I think it's for you too. Number one, the word of God is missing. You're a preacher. You're a pastor. You study. You preached last night. You gave us thoughts and revelation that we haven't heard. And I realized that Working for God can actually be a substitute of time with God. I'm talking to the church workers for a second, the pastors, the leaders, the worship team. You can spend so much time putting on a service, but you never take part in the anointing in the service. We can be more worried about planning center than the presence of God. And something's missing. You go home to the same marriage you left. You know what I learned? Can I be honest with you? My kids are 23, 21, and 18. There's no more soccer games. No more dance recitals. No more school projects. And I missed special moments building their confidence. that daddy was in the stands because I was building church. And I repent because I sacrificed my family for the family of God. And now, this week, I had a conversation with my 21-year-old son and 
he's going through some things, and I asked him, could I, I'm not going to share what he's going through, but he, I said, can I use you? He said, yeah. He said, no. I said, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> he said, that I feel like I, I missed some lessons that you taught people, but you didn't show me. Something's missing. See? <laughs> the light guy just quit. Yes. I'm coming on the front row. Turn the lights. <laughs> Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord in those days because the message, messages from the Lord were rare and vision was quite uncommon. I never, ever want to be in any phase of life where a message that I missed a message of God, which caused me to lose sight of the God vision that he had for my kids, for my life, for my marriage. I, I don't want God's word to be rare. I am the product of a prophetic word. My mama told me that when I was in her womb, the Lord spoke to her and said, there's a preacher in your womb, and you're going to raise him, and he's going to be At times, like the devil himself, he's going to reject you. And my mom had the ability to do something that I always not, that I haven't always had the ability to do over my children. When I was acting outside of what God told her, she never called me outside of my God-given name. When I stayed out drinking, she says he's got a plan and destiny for his life. I would come back to my room at their house the next day after I acted like hell. And I'd come back to my room, and my room smelled like fried chicken. We were poor. The anointing oil was the grease from the previous night. No, 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 y'all, y'all, this ain't no Petra embellishment. This is the truth. I'm wondering why I love chicken so much. It ain't because I'm black. It's because my mama anointed my room with oil. My mama would go in my room and said, by the power, my mama would go in my room and says, I plead the blood of Jesus over his purpose and his destiny. Why? Because God spoke a word to my mama when I didn't even know how to talk. Young people, I came to tell you that before your mama and daddy gave you a name, God gave you a purpose and a destiny in Christ, and he set you apart for something. Don't get frustrated at what doesn't work, because if it's not working. It's probably a substitute. I came to preach to you tonight that you need a prophetic word from God over your life. 
Maybe I like fried chicken so much because my mama anointed the word when my character acted outside of it. Oh, Jesus. My mama didn't know that I would get raised with dyslexia. My mama didn't know that I would have a severe stuttering problem. When I was a teenager, I wouldn't even talk in public because I couldn't get the words out because I was so embarrassed of the stammer that I had. But something inside of my mama said he is fearfully and wonderfully made. Something in my mama said he is the head and not the tail. He is above and not beneath. He is first and not last. He's going to preach all over the world. I don't care if he's got a stammer. I don't care if he's got dyslexia. I don't care if he can't read. I don't care if he smoke weed. I'm telling you, one day he's going to obey the word of God that has been spoken over him. And I came to tell you tonight as a testimony, you got a word. And if you don't know your word, you open up the word of God and you read that it says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world you say no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper you say I'm the head and not the tail you say by his stripes I am healed you got to get a word what's your word God wakes up a prophetic word through Samuel. That, that, that word came through pain. That word came through Hannah visiting the temple year after year after year after year, not hearing. She knew something was missing, but she kept pressing. Can I encourage you right now? When something's missing, you keep getting yourself to the temple. When something's missing, you keep getting yourself to the priest. When something's missing, you keep studying. You keep shutting yourself up in the prayer closet. You keep believing. Until it happens, you keep pursuing. She birthed Samuel. No Samuel, no David. No David, no Saul. I mean, no Solomon. These are people in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I came to tell you, parent, if your child is acting outside of the things of God, don't you dare call them outside of their name. Can we stop allowing what we're looking at to determine what we see? The Bible says in those days, the, the, the word was rare. And because the word was rare, the vision was rare, rare. And if you know anything about Eli, you realize that his vision was dim. And can I tell you, when there's a generation that has a dim vision, there's probably a generation that has stopped speaking the word of God based off of culture. Stop speaking the word. I still believe that God is into holiness. I still believe that God is raising up a generation of young people who will stand in the midst and says, no, I'm saving myself for marriage. I'm not going where they're going. I can't date you because God has set me apart. What's the word over your life? I got three seconds. I ain't even half done first point. I'm going to go a little longer. What's the word? Can I have my scrap? I asked God to, to show me 
how, how, how to make this plain to you. Just like last night, do you realize I preached the whole message? And then as soon as I pointed out the scripture on the screen, you finally got it? Y'all like, he should have done that at the beginning. It would have saved me 45 minutes. Uh, I'm not good at Scrabble because I was never good at grammar. I have a learning disability, but yet God called me to write a book. I don't understand how he puts a mic in the hand of somebody who stammers and don't want to talk in public. The thing is right now, you think I'm an extrovert. I'm actually an introvert that's got a word. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying right now. I am not great. I just have a word. And that word makes me anointed. And that word has me studying. And that word has me have friends now that speak Greek and Hebrew who I can call and says, what does this mean? And they don't want no credit because they realize that I am the word for their life. They can't preach, but they can study. I want to let you know that the word will hook you up with another word. Come on, somebody, to make sure that your purpose and your destiny comes to pass. So I said, God, show me. And sometimes, how many letters are you supposed to get in Scrabble? Seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, did y'all see that? I picked seven. That's not the anointing. That's luck. <laughs> And I can have seven letters. I can have seven things in front of me that don't make no sense. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I can say that these are the cards that, that, that I have been dealt. And, 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 and this word doesn't make sense. And this relationship doesn't make sense. And, and, and me being in this city doesn't even make sense. And, and, and the condition that my marriage is in, it doesn't make any sense. And my kids are acting wayward. And I brought them to church. And, and I put them in the presence of God. And they're still stubborn. And I want to whoop them. Where y'all at? Come on, somebody. I'm just mad. I used to tell my son, I don't know why you acting like you're acting. You don't have to act like that. You ain't from the hood. I'll whoop your butt right now. I'll snatch that fake gold chain off of your tail. Pull them pants up before I punch you in the face. I'm telling you, you ain't tough. Boy, you ticklish. You can't be tough and ticklish. Where y'all at? Acting hard. Somebody, all I got to do is do this to your foot. And you walking around like you hard. Have you ever had a situation that didn't make sense in front of you? Have you ever had a diagnose that didn't make sense in front of you? Have you ever had a marriage that didn't make sense in front of you? It only makes sense when there's been a declared word and then you can make sense out of the things that you have been dealt. It doesn't make sense in your hands. It makes sense when you put it back in God's hands. I can't connect this season to another season unless I got a word that's already been declared. I came to prophesy to you, our Savior's church, to let you know that the word of God is real and it shall not return unto you void. If God said it, believe it. If he spoke it, walk in it. I dare you to speak those things that be not as if... What's the word in your hand that you gave up 
because you forgot about the word that was spoken over your life before you were born. I just, BJ, I honestly, sometimes I just pick up my great-granddaddy's word that he forgot about because the words are generational. And if I don't remember his word, I go all the way back to Father Abraham who had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Sometimes you got to know I am blessed. In me all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I got a stutter, but I got a blessing. Moses also had a stutter, but you can't mess up. I am. Come on, somebody. So God just told Moses, go to Pharaoh and say, I am. Can somebody shout, I am? I am the righteousness of God. I am healed. I am delivered. I am above and not beneath. I am smart. I am anointed. I do got a raise coming to me. Come on, somebody. God's favor is all over my marriage. Guess what? What I'm looking at is not what I see because when I got a word, I got a vision. And without a vision, number two. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I, I want to finish. I'm not really worried about the time. I'm worried about, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Philistines, 1 Samuel 4, 10, 11, had fought desperately, and Israel was defeated again. The slaughter was so great, 30,000 Israelites died. The survivors turned and went to their tents. The Ark of the Covenant was captured. Hophni and Phinehas and the two sons of Eli were killed. If you read that chapter, you'll start to see how sometimes the enemy regards the presence of God more than we do. B.J. Putnam got up here and sang his heart out. He tried to get us to a place where heaven began to come to earth. But we think it's a song service. Rather than a room full of worship leaders, we have a leader who's trying to lead us into worship. Because what's on his life, he understands that worship is not lyrics, it's a lifestyle. And the reason God gives him lyrics, because of a lifestyle. I beseech you therefore, brethren, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that you offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto the Lord, which is your reasonable act of worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we don't realize that before we get into the building, when we wake up in the morning, 
We have to become worshipers by renewing our minds. And Paul says this in 2 Corinthians, that the way that you renew your minds is you take every thought captive and make it obedient. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And you got to break a stronghold. And, 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 and we like, I don't, wanna, I don't have time to talk about this, but, but, but you can't break a stronghold with a strong effort. Come on, we sang it last night. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Y'all got excited. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. But can I tell you that the enemy will never be under our feet until we first get him out of our head. Because when he's in our head, we won't speak the word. When he's in our head, we don't realize that when we come into the presence of God, the reason why he fights you and tries to steal the presence from your life because he used to be a worship leader. And he got fired. And he's mad that God still employs you with your addiction. He's mad that you got grace and he didn't have grace. He's upset and he's trying to get you to rob you to substitute worship. Because you get to do a job he got fired from, from pride. But you can have anger and still approach the throne of grace with boldness. Because of grace. I, I, I just want you to see that the Israelites, the presence was lost. Somebody say lost. lost. Have you ever said something was lost when really it was left? Come on, y'all. I lost my keys. No, you left them home. I lost my wallet. You left it in the bedroom. Come on, y'all. Where y'all at? Huh? Huh? I lost my sandwich. Come on, somebody. I, I, I've lost a sandwich before. I, like, I lose everything. I don't like, because I got ADD. So my wife is like, do you realize that you've opened six cans of water today? And haven't drinking one. And I'm wondering why I dehydrated. I'm arguing with her. No, I had four cans already. She goes, uh-uh. Mm. You left it. You left it in the bedroom. You left it in the bathroom. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Have you ever? Wait, where y'all at homework? I lost my homework. <laughs> no, you didn't. You left it home. Now you're lying. <laughs> the Israelites... Didn't lose the ark. They left it back at Shiloh. And the only reason you lost it is because you left it. And the only reason you left it is because you substituted what you could do for what only God can do. My Bible tells me it's not by might. No, by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Completely different word than last night. But I feel right now that you're realizing why something is missing. Because you left the presence of God at the altar at church. And why there's something missing is because sometimes 
who would try to substitute the presence of God for the presence of people. It is impossible to compare anything with the presence of God. Can I get my menstrual keyboard player back? Because uh, it's, it's, I have been ruined by God's presence. I have been healed in God's presence. Don, I've been delivered in God's presence. I have found confidence that I didn't know I ever could find. You guys know our story. It was God's presence. That's why I'm still married. This year we'll celebrate 25 years of marriage. It's been about the best 10 years ever. Why? Because of the presence of God. I, I think... How do you leave the Lord of hosts? Which in the Hebrew means the God who will fight for you. How do you leave the God who will fight for you behind in a battle that you're going to face? You didn't lose it. You left it. And then you get it back and the enemy recognizes she is powerful with the presence. I am going to try to substitute in her life the presence of insecurity to be a substitute. And some of you forgot what the presence of God tastes like that's why you keep eating as if nothing is missing. That's why we keep doing life as if nothing is missing. And let me tell you something, man of God. There is no amount of wealth that can bring the kind of security that the presence of God can bring. I'm, I'm ruined by his presence. I'm, I wanna, I'm always looking for the sweet spot of God's presence. I told Chris tonight again, I was like, hey, I'm going to go in my room. And you heard the worship because there's certain songs that just get me in the presence. Y'all, my wife, she might be the worst singer in history. I'll be singing next to her in worship, and she just takes me out of the glory of God. And <laughs> it's so bad. And, but with no ability to tie two notes together, when I wake up every day, I hear. It's real bad. Oh, she says, to worship you, I live. 
It sounds more like this. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. I don't care what's going on in our marriage, what's going on in our house. I don't care. You know, she says, honey, if I'm not working on my recovery, I'm working on my relapse. I got to wake up. I got to start with the presence of God. I got to end the day with the presence of God. Uh, because outside of the presence, I still have a taste for alcohol. Outside of the presence, I remember the sexual abuse. Outside of the presence, uh, 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 you see, alcohol, y'all, for my wife, she wasn't addicted to alcohol. She was addicted to insecurity. And then she went to alcohol to try to make her forget about the insecurity. You know what she's addicted to now? Oh. Every day. Oh. And I wake up and I got ADHD, so my devotion is about five seconds. Lord, heal my day. Make it good. In Jesus' name, amen. Babe, I did my devotions. God spoke to me today. And she'd be in there for about five hours. Oh, oh, oh. And I see her drop to her knees. Oh, oh, oh. She says, to worship you, I live. Not like that. But that's how. <laughs> to worship you, I live, I live to worship you. And she realizes that before my feet hit the floor in the morning and my head hits the pillow at night, I got to say, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. And then I hear her singing, Jesus at the center of it all. And she says, no, nothing's going to steal my worship this time. The enemy ain't going to take me and rob me of my worship this time. Uh-uh, you got me last time, buddy, but this time I'm protecting my anointing without replacing it with a substitute. I want to give you more, but I don't have time because Charlie G's gumbo is getting cold. The last thing that was missing gave was the glory of God. Phineas' wife births Ichabod and now we have a generation that doesn't know what the glory is. Can I, can I keep it 100? That's Baltimore way of saying, can I tell you the truth? How are your kids going to know what the glory is if the word is rare in your house? And the presence has been stolen by a video game. I was playing golf with a 14-year-old kid named Gatlin last week. <clears throat> he's really good. His, he's better than me, but not. he can't beat me because... He can't talk the trash I can talk yet. <laughs> so when he starts getting winning, I just start talking trash, and he's just fragile, and I play on it. I do, I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, bro, are those muscles? Are those supposed to be muscles? 
like they're puny. You're puny. Look at your ankles. Are you eating in the middle of a swing? And then he hits in the woods. And I'm like, got him. I was talking to him last week, and I said, hey, I was hitting balls, and his parents are the campus pastors at the church that I may not serve at in West Palm Beach. And, and I was like, hey, just text me. And he says something that is rare in these days. He said, I don't have a phone. I said, what do you mean you don't have a phone? Oh, I'm not allowed to have a phone. I said, what do you mean? He said, my mama won't let me have a phone. He said, so if you need to get in touch with me, you got to call my mama. And he's the most purest, non-scrolling, focused, honestly holy young man that I've been around. I was convicted being around him. Can I tell you something, parents? You are not called to be your child's friend. And I begin to sit. He, he said, he said, can I ride with you? Because me and my son have a, a, a rental car business. And we do exotic rental cars in, in, uh, in West Palm Beach. And, and one of our exotic rental cars is a Lamborghini Urus. And I drove it that day because I just needed to experience power. <laughs> it wasn't being rented. And he said, can I ride with you? I said, yeah, man, come ride with me. He rode me. I drove him home. And I said, hey, man, I want you to know you, you taught me something today. Your holiness talked trash to me today. Why do we have to wait for a 21-day fast to put away what's robbing our worship? If this word convicts you, can you meet me at the altar? Come on. Like, why do we have to do the whole stand and start singing if, if you know there's something missing? And we've replaced it with substitute. I, um, can I have my blanket right there? I realized something. Uh, for BJ, you can come and whatever God puts on your heart to sing with me, behind me, make me sound. I, I just love the fact that I can say I led worship with BJ Putnam one day. Just, just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, we're doing, a do, we're, we're doing a project together tonight. Record it, guys. I picked this up at the store. And I realized something. I have been trying to define the glory of God for 25 years. Do you know that theologians still really can't define the glory of God? Like, I'm talking about, like, the authentic glory of God. Like, when you read, when Jesus says in the New Testament, this is how you pray. For, and at the end of the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, which is trying to bring heaven to earth, he says what? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. But I do know something about the glory. It's heavy. Hebrew word in glory is a word called kabod. Somebody say kabod. And even Moses says, God, show me your glory. He couldn't show him his glory. He says, I, I got to let it pass you. I'm going to hide you. You can't see it. But, but now, because of the presence of God, 
from the word of God, John, and the word became flesh, and the flesh dwelt among them. John then says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, and now we don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through a, 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 a temple. We can have the presence of God inside of us. Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So now we got the word of God. Now we operate in the presence of God, and now we can be in the glory of God. And I never understood why something heavy would comfort you. This is a weighted blanket. In fact, when Chris went and bought it yesterday at Target, the clerk behind the counter at Target didn't know it was a weighted blanket. And so when she went to ring it up, she tried to pick it up and about broke her arm. She was like Gatlin, puny. Come on, somebody. Because you can't handle the heaviness of the glory until you can handle the presence. And you can't be in the presence until consistently, until you got a word from God. And so I asked them to get me a weighted blanket. I studied, hey Siri, I studied, see that? What is the power of a weighted blanket? And, and, and there was something called pressure stimulation, which says you find comfort under the weight. And I realized that the glory of God is the manifested presence of God when heaven comes to earth that all hell can be breaking loose but you find comfort under the weight. Because when you find comfort under the weight, you begin to recognize that the only glory that can come from this, the only healing that can come from this is not a substitute. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It is the glory of God while I have pain. It is the atmosphere of God while I'm going through real life stuff. It is Jesus on the cross. Come on, somebody. And the glory of God is being revealed. And what happened when Jesus, come on, somebody, took his last breath, the Bible says that the veil was rent in two. And now what used to cover up the presence of God, I now have access to and we can find comfort in the pressure I came to tell you that if you got pressure it's okay because you are under a weighted glory come on somebody that I read about in the book of Psalms that says lift up your head the everlasting gates and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord God mighty the Lord God mighty in battle so God I pray that you release studying this today it talked about how a weighted blanket took stress away how a weighted blanket takes anxiety away how a weighted blanket will cause you to rest when you can't sleep 
I wonder, have we prescribed pills too fast and not the presence of God? Because because we would rather have a substitute. So I pray right now from the top of your head to the shoulders, bottom of your feet, that God would release his glory in your house, would release his glory on your children, would release his glory in this church, would release his glory in this city. God, show us your glory. There's something missing, God. taking credit for your results in any area of your life. You are nothing without the presence of God. And don't you dare steal his glory because you got a degree. Don't you dare steal his glory because you got gifted. I realize now why so many of my counterparts have fallen. Because they took credit for what only God should get the glory for. Uh, can I just tell you how I want to live? Here's how I want to live. I, I ain't gonna lie. Under His glory. Uh, uh, uh. I feel like as you leave tonight, we're going to pray, we're going to sing, but I want you to have this picture. I want you to hide yourself in, in his glory, young people. I want you to go to school in his glory. I want you to go to work under his covering. I don't want you to allow the glory to depart. Parents, you got to make some changes in your house. You got to stop being your kids' friends and start creating atmosphere that you can anoint what they're not until they start acting like what you saw in the spirit. It's, it's lonely in his glory. You're not popular in his glory. Everybody don't want to be around you. But guess what? They're under a weight that brings them more anxiety. You're under a weight that calms anxiety. Two completely different weights. Can I pray for you? And then I'm out. I'll be back next year, hopefully. You're going to invite me back. Father, I pray. First of all, let me, let me say it this way. I repent for, for being, for settling for substitutes. I repent 
that I have left worship and prayed like I lost it. The enemy didn't steal it. I left it. The enemy didn't take my confidence. I left it. The enemy didn't rob me of boldness. I left it. And tonight I repent for, for allowing the enemy to value something that he can't even have access to. I'm not going to take your presence for granted. I may not be able to sing, but I can worship. Y'all know what y'all going to do? I don't know what to do. DJ, can you sing something over us? I, I, I love these moments because this shows you that I don't care. I just want God, maybe you should make an altar where you are. Maybe you should drop to your knees. Maybe, may, because here's the deal. I could lay hands on you, but I'm convicted that something's still missing from me. I'm just being real. Can you lead us? Let's worship.